0: Okay, are you ready? I am ready.
1: All right, timer starts now. Good Lord. Before we begin, the Uluru Statement from the Heart calls for, among other things, truth-telling. In the spirit of this, Charlotte and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We live, dance, and podcast from Woodjack Budja here in Perth. And we want to encourage you all to go out and learn about the country you are on. Let's start a podcast. Sounds good. All right, first, your yourself in the for the Swing Podcast. can hear you. and already.
0: To untangling the mess around, name potential to be changed soon. <laughs> um, it's a swing podcast where we just, Jethro and Charlotte basically argue, um, and it starts really early on in the podcast. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. How are you going today? Good. How are you? Good. Oh. Um,
1: First, I yeah. I'm also, also we probably should mention we're on a timer. We've got a timer in front of us to try to stop us waffling on for too long.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Waffle, good word.
0: Um, so
1: straight into it. Quiz response. Quiz response. All right. So last week I asked you, what was the original BPM, the original beats per minute of The Killer Boogie? Because mm. we just finished teaching that routine. I had spent a whole bunch of time researching this routine and the music and trying to get everything put on the website, which it now is. And I gave you the opportunity to go out and research it and actually try to figure it out for yourself.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, it's a bit of a convoluted story. Uh, we have had one guess. Yes. I haven't seen anyone else guess. But we had someone guess 230 beats per minute. Which is pretty... It's pretty peppy. Yeah. It's
0: it's a fast routine.
1: So when I was doing this research, the original video has Marcus talking to the camera uh, back in 1989 or something. Back in Zoot Suit days. It was a while ago. Sorry, 98? Anyway. He was being like, okay, hopefully you're ready. Get ready for the killer boogie at 256 beats per minute. I'm like, okay... Fair enough. Let me just tap that out and see what speed the song actually is. Tap, 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 tap on my little app. Nice sound effect. <laughs> and it, I only managed to I, like the calculation that I made was about two hundred and forty beats per minute. Okay. So he originally did the routine. But he lied. He said two five six, but I think it's actually a bit slower. I think it's like two four four. Right. However, that's not the original song. Right. So, As in, like, it's the original song, but it's the, it, this song is so hard to find. So I looked on Spotify and on iTunes and all the different places and can't find this version by Jan Reitman um, of Killer Boogie. There's one place on YouTube that has it, mm-hmm. and it's not from a dancing point. It's from an actual music side of things. So right. I can't imagine why they would have modified it. So I tapped that one out, and that's at nine.
0: So it's even slower.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Can we do it to that? <laughs> that's what we have been doing it to. Oh, oh no, that still feels really fast. We haven't done it at full speed oh. that Marcus was dancing it at.
0: I think he's just lying. Like, <laughs> you know how in the old school, the, the film that um, was like, right. hand, um, and they just speed it up. Yeah. They just, that's why all the dancing looks so crazy because it was all hand filmed. <laughs> <laughs> so the timing was a little bit, skewed.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, the answer I was looking
1: for was 229. Chris? You're wrong. Oh, <laughs> You're one off. You're one off. Uh, <laughs> but I you, feel like... fell, you didn't fall for any of the traps of the actual routine.
0: I was yeah, talking about the actual do original song. I feel like we song. should just give him, give him the class, or are you not? Are you going to? No. no. No, okay. No, stop. Wow. Him. Chris, I tried. You know? <laughs> Talk, take it up a jet
1: <laughs> if Chris really wants a free class I'm sure he can convince me like I'm not actually that, that mean man people
0: who haven't won any quizzes can convince you to give them a free class yeah that's how we work Yeah, swing zing swing <laughs> alright so that's the quiz huh. coming up now good good news of the week
1: Go, Jethro! Jethro! So my good news of the week is we actually held our very first social since COVID went under. Oh, sorry. Since our very first live social. We've had online socials. Uh, But yeah, we had a bow social. Mm -hmm. We felt this was pretty safe because we have pretty small numbers at those events. Yeah,
0: and to be fair... Pretty much all the people who would go to a Bow Social come to our classes already. Exactly, so they've already yeah. been exposed to each other.
1: <laughs> so we didn't advertise it extremely like to everyone. No, like we didn't like promote it heavily. And mm. um, we had a really small event and just got to dance, babar, and socialise and hang out on a nice stuff. So that was a that was a nice
0: Sunday afternoon. Oh cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my good news of the week was um on Friday I this sounds really just homely but like I just had dinner at my sister's place with her husband and the two kids and um it was really quite lovely. My nephew was super stoked at having the new super awesome epic Pokemon book. <laughs> um, he was so excited. I would be too. Um, and it was. Uh, well, I took a picture of it and sent it to to Jet because I was like, I feel like you would be excited for this book. Um, and then my niece was like, Oh, who are you sending that to? And I said Jethro, and she's like, oh, Jethro. And then my my nephew can't really pronounce ours. Well, so he you're now Jetwo. <laughs> so
1: jack untangling <laughs> the mess around with charlotte and, and jack
0: <laughs> but yeah it was really cute we had a really good night um so yeah that was my good news of the week oh that's kind of cute it is uh last week in swing Zing, what okay what up to
1: so swing Zing, we actually started training for the performance ball it is coming up so monday night august Monday night and Thursday night, we start teaching a routine. If you would like to join in, Monday nights are online. Mm. So this routine is being taught on Zoom, but it's also on YouTube. So you Mm -hmm. can go back and actually train this routine whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You can practice it anywhere. You can be anywhere around the world because the way we're going to perform it is have everyone that learns it send us a video of themselves doing it. Yeah. So if you do want to be part of the performance board, if you want to learn a routine, if you want to do a project, do this do these Monday night classes, learn the routine, video it yourself, send it to us. All the details are on a Facebook group. So just let us know and we can set that up.
0: Yeah. And um, the cool thing is you can film yourself doing the routine as many times as you want and then just send in the copy you're happy with. Yeah, exactly. Which live performers will not be able to do. Uh,
1: yeah. So Thursday night crew that are learning a routine, you'll have to do it live on the day. No, no doubles, no double takes. Yeah. No take backs. Um, so that was kind of just in. We had our Thursday class and our Tuesday class, and yeah, just About, social, about social, we talked
0: about. Yeah. Um, what have we got coming up?
1: Coming up, so we've just mentioned ball. the performance ball, which is on thirtieth of August. Uh, it's an afternoon event. It's three pm till six pm. Yeah. So it's like an afternoon tea. I really want tea and scones.
0: I will make scones. Oh, I mean
1: pikelets. We'll have pikelets <gasps> as well. So yeah, it'll be mostly about food, but there'll be a few performances. <laughs> it'll be mostly
0: about food. Some people might perform, <laughs> but we'll all be wondering why.
1: Um, so it'll be a nice chill afternoon on the 30th. Then a few weekends after that, we have our Perth Airstive Exchange. It is finally going ahead. We've finally got the numbers around to it. We have about two, maybe four spots left. It's a really, really limited event because we can't host and be safe with too many people. Yeah but we've just opened up registrations. If you go to swingzing.com slash packs registration, or if you look up the the link on the...
0: Facebook page or the
1: online. On this podcast, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, you can register. Uh it's a different event to normal you have to do the full weekend you can't just pick and choose yep. because we do all a bunch of safety stuff on the Sunday mm-hmm. oh sorry on the Saturday morning Yep. Uh, and you have to attend that or else we don't trust you and want not you to do the rest of it.
0: <laughs> because we don't trust you we have trust
1: issues yes Um.
0: and also it's um, you have to go with a dedicated partner
1: yes there's no rotating in this one yes for uh, the same it, reasons but it is all levels we are doing a beginner stream this year yeah so we've got three levels of class they're all taught simultaneously there's three different aerials at the same time, um, when we're teaching aerials, ones a beginner, ones a intermediate, ones advanced, and you kind of mm-hmm. pick and choose which one you want to go to. Cool. And this is on the 11th, 12th, and 13th of September, so it is coming up relatively soon. I will be hopefully posting up some like training videos, like this is how to get fit for packs. Raw, do some pushups. Raw.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: they're going to be good videos I'm looking forward to doing them I'm
0: I'm also very excited so yeah
1: PAX is coming up as well we're also talking about doing an online attendance somehow Gemma's offered to hi Gemma Gemma's offered to be the camera person cool so we don't have to worry about it if we set it up she'll just walk around with the camera and film all the things that sounds awesome so we can have it online but I don't think anyone online wants to do it yet
0: well if you are listening to this and it's something that would interest you get in touch
1: yeah no one's said that they want to do it yet Mm mm-hmm so I'm not going to do it But if lots of people Or if like two or three people Will message me and say We'll, we'll do it yeah. bad. Sweet We'll do one for online people as well
0: Sounds good Alright Moving right along World of Swing Yeah that first one's so much better um, What, <laughs> what have do we mean? got That's by, so my favourite World
1: oh. <laughs> I'll Swing yeah. So what's going on in World of Swing? Uh, Jeremy and Laura have actually been pretty active so these are two amazing international dancers that teach a lot of Balboa mm. um, I've just recently seen that they offered up a mentorship you could go and train yeah that's closed now with them it is closed now but you, <laughs> you could go and train with them for uh, an entire month mm. as in like they send a, uh, a project to you, your video, send it back and they reply to it. Okay. Um, so I've got a feeling they might do more things like that coming up. So I definitely recommend checking out Jeremy and Laura on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also a big thing that came out of this Move Together project and group and community and panel discussion thing mm. that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. Scan the Room. Yeah. What's all that about?
0: Um, so Scan the Room is this idea that when we... Um, Go into it. I'll read it from the blurb so that I don't get it wrong. Um... Scan the room is a shift in our mindset To increase our awareness of others In all social interactions So basically it's you know You walk into an event Or onto the dance floor Or in a class Or in a class exactly And you scan the room So you know Do you see a newcomer Someone who hasn't been asked to dance yet Is there anyone who doesn't look comfortable Are there elders present Um, Does anyone have any mobility needs Has anyone been standing alone Does anyone need to be protected So all these different things Of looking at your surroundings In a different viewpoint Of not just like Yay I'm here dancing um but being a bit more mindful about other people in the room as well and how we can interact with each other now when
1: i first heard this i found it quite obvious mm. and i'm sure a lot of people will hear that and be like yeah of course like i always to look out around the room and kind of like look out for people yeah and that's a good thing but it's also if you make it a conscious choice or if we actually consciously tell people to do it mm it does slightly shift the focus because people can get a little bit um, me-focused. Yeah. You can walk into an event and you can see someone that's not dancing and go and have a chat with them. But most people generally spend maybe too much time thinking about themselves and their own enjoyment at an event, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. You spend money. You want to go and have a good time yourself. Yep. Um, so it's not necessarily saying that people aren't already scanning the room. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe Enc- encouraging it or... Or taking the next step. Yeah, making it a conscious thing rather than just a... a arbitrary thing that some people might do and some people might not
0: mm. yeah
1: so yeah scan the room it's it's picking up popularity it was uh, a project that was brought on from the, um, the move, together. move together panel yeah. discussion
0: um, and it's a hashtag on insta as well yes um, if you want to go down that rabbit hole all right. Should we get into it?
1: I think so. So, oh, we forgot to mention what this whole topic.
0: That's what... true. That's my job, and I Charlotte. I it. So every the to- week. No, oh. the first time I've done that. Gosh, you're so dramatic. Um, so many emotions, Jethro. Really, just learn to control them. Um, the topic this week is. I have offense. a rock. I don't know what you're talking about. We we wanted to reminisce and uh, think back of times gone by when we could travel and go to things. So um, we
1: can't go on exchanges now. Nope. Because of COVID. Yep. But also, if you were listening to the last podcast, we also talked about carbon footprints and how bad travel really is. Yep. <laughs> and so one way to, like, do events without the carbon footprint is to do it vicariously through others. Yeah. Or through nostalgia, through your own videos.
0: Yeah. Uh, there projects. comes a time when the, that's limited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it is still, it's it's fun to think about. And you remember things that you sometimes, like, oh my god, I forgot about that moment. Um, like the monkeys that will soon be discussed., <laughs> um, I don't think we've ever forgotten about the, that monkey story. Oh, though. I do sometimes, and then you remind me, um, and I'm just like, yes, that's true. Shall we um, start? Shall we start with that? Yeah,
1: okay, so this is Singapore Lindy Revolution. Yes, this 2000... is
0: well no, no the, the
1: whole oh. the, the actual event started in 2014. The first year that it was ever run.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, It was
1: 2014. So okay. there's an event run in Singapore, obviously, yep. uh, by Desmond.
0: Yes. Yeah. No
1: he is just one of the dancers. He's not even, like, one of the scene leaders. He is now. Mm. Um, but he wasn't even, as far as I know, one of the instructors or anything. He yeah. was just one of the kids that were re- was really keen. Yeah, yeah. And so I invited all these international teachers to come to go, Singapore. Go on him. Like, honestly. run this amazing giant workshop. It's so cool. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. And so yeah. I heard about it and I was like, yeah, I was kind of in that zone 2015 of like 2014, wanting to go to all these events. Mm. So I went along. I was by myself, mm-hmm. and which you'll, you'll find out soon. I really enjoy doing bits by myself. Um, Dabs and Sean were there. Yep. Um, so they were off doing their own thing, but obviously I still knew people there, so I could still have that comfort of being able to talk and chat and yep. know some people. Um, yeah, it was a really good event. And then the year after, Charlotte decided to come along. yeah. And so, I know what I'm doing. I've been to Singapore before. I'll show you around. Hey, Charlotte, follow me. Up. And so we get on this bus. Oh, and we drive to the other side of, of Singapore. The world. And it's like literally a bus stop. So yeah. you could like pay like 50 cents, get on a bus, and you get dropped off in a rainforest. Like mm. it was literally outside this giant park. And there was, a, we, there was this walk I found on Google that I wanted on Google Maps. Over like some kind of giant swing bridge.
0: Yeah. We're like, sweet, this will be awesome. We go along. And it's hot and humid. Like if you haven't been to Singapore before, it is it's like 90% humidity. You're just basically made of a puddle the entire time you're there. Um it's very fun. Of course, it's super lush. There's so
1: much greenery, and like within like within the first half hour, I almost so the first thing we found, I think, was that snake. Yep. I'm sure it was a cobra. Like I I didn't get a good look at its hood, but I'm like. Because I've, I've got video footage of it, <laughs> so I was looking at it again today, trying to analyze it. Like I can't quite see—is that? This, I'm sure it's a cobra. And at the time, I was like, "Hey Charlotte, touch it," because its tail was quite close to the path. Yeah, yeah. Its head was in amongst all these branches yeah, and, and foliage. Yeah, and Jethro's
0: there, just like filming me, and he's like, "Touch it, touch the snake." And I'm like, "Touch no! it, Charlotte. It'll be fine. Just no! this tail. I won't get you." <laughs> so I'm—I grew up in Asia, so I knew better. <laughs> I was like, "Don't touch anything." Every... I'm from New Zealand. But you have no snakes. Yeah, I know. It's exciting when we see them. Yeah, but then you touch it. <laughs> I was filming. You <laughs> could have swapped. Um, so we so came yeah, across the so snake. Jethro tried to kill me. That- there was a giant
1: monitor of some sort as well that we walk- I found footage again of this giant monitor, like some Komodo dragon walking through the bush. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we came across this little troop of monkeys. Yeah. There was a few babies jumping around and swinging from the trees and they were. The... super
0: cute and obviously yeah. very familiar with human contact, um, as monkeys generally are. Yeah. Um, and so. They there were was... playing around in the water and. Yeah, yeah, there was one of them that had this like plastic bag. It had like a chips bag, a crisp bag. Yeah, it was this toy. It was this toy. And, yeah. you know, I was. I was trying to be helpful. I was trying to tried
1: to steal a toy from a baby.
0: I tried to take plastic away from an animal. I considering last week's podcast, I feel like you should have appro- you should approve and you would approve. However, the response of the monkey was <laughs> It was not happy and it tried
1: to attack me. <laughs> you were I was filming it, was giving so hard. Trying to like Shaman's gonna get eaten, this would be hilarious.
0: <laughs> oh, you're such a you're so You're so
1: supportive, Jethro. It's it was great. great Um I can't even remember if you got a chip packet in the end. I
0: did! Okay. I did. I but conquered monkeys, my fears.
1: You weren't they weren't happy with you. They really like weren't. No, I left
0: very shortly afterwards because I was just like <laughs> They're Man, gonna it's attack gonna, me! It's gonna call its friends, it's gonna call it friend, its gonna call it mom! <laughs> And then I'm really going to be in trouble. Um, oh, that was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it was pretty great.
1: Singapore has just had great wildlife for us. Do it remember, does. Do you remember the year after that we went with Kenny?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember the year after that. It was three of us in this tiny room that has no windows. And, like, again, it is hot and humid in that country. And we were in a full-on dance event for three days. That room did not smell great. I'm not going to lie. Like, we had to prop the door open. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Um, we all contributed equally. It was great.
1: (laughs) So, during that event, during 2016 SLR, I was getting into geocaching I was yep. trying to find geocaches all over the place which if you don't know what it is it's a website and they people have hidden little objects around the world mm. and they give you the coordinates and you got to go try and find it and you open up and you write your name in the thing and put it and you hide it again yeah and, and there's, there's clues and stuff yeah, yeah. The net. yeah it's so fun so we were looking for a geocache in Singapore, walking over this bridge, and we looked out and we see otters.
0: Yeah, giant
1: otters. Yeah. What? And
0: they sound really weird. Like, they don't
1: sound like you expect them to sound. <laughs> and um, so I've got photos and videos I was watching again today of you and Kenny hanging out with like yeah. these otters, like looking at you, like face to face, like you're on the edge of the water there and the water Kenny going.
0: was so excited. Like, I've never, <laughs> I've, I've very doing rare, this. <laughs> Yeah, I've very rarely seen a grown man that excited about anything really. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. And then on the trip home from that. Whoops. Um, so Jet was in charge of booking flights. Whoops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. We've got a layover and it's fine. And, you know, we get in at one and then we leave at eight. So we'll spend the day in, you know, KL and it'll be fine. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. No worries. Except what we failed to re- what,
1: what I failed, Jet
0: failed to men- realize was that we get in at one a.m. and leave at one a.m. So we were there for yeah seven hours, and um, on like a Monday night or yeah. something, and yeah. it, there was not much to do. So we went to KL. So we went on the longest walk <laughs> what are you known to mankind, <laughs> <laughs> and it rained. Yep, and it was <laughs> yep. we just walked for seven hours. Like we genuinely like we yeah. stopped a little bit. So
1: we took a little. A taxi, taxi or something yeah. into the city. Got the off. city. <laughs> I had <laughs> my... air quotes. We didn't have any form of map with us. No. Like,
0: I have... Our normal phones didn't work. Um, I have a...
1: Uh, my camera... Also, yeah. it has a GPS signal. So right. I can I can pull up, like, the actual coordinates of where we are. Yeah. It's got no map on it. But you know where you are. <laughs> but I can, like, recite, like, oh, yeah, we're East 004. Which is really 90. helpful. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing geocaching, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: And so I was looking for these geocaches. I had little notes written down. We're trying to find it. And we just walked and walked and we got further one? and further away. I
0: think we found one that We found way,
1: one in the city. So we walked, like, for, like, four hours out of the city around this path. We found bats. I've got photos and videos of all these <laughs>
0: bats flying around these trees. That's right, and like we came to the like there was this hill that we were climbing, and this is all in the middle of the night, right? So it's pitch black, um, and there was some kind of like was an an embassy or an army oh, thing, the sh- yeah. There, there was, was just some shriney thing, yeah. It was just really weird, and then <sighs> I got freaked out. We had to leave, <laughs> and then we get back
1: to the city, and we st- so we go on that walk to find one geocache. Couldn't find it. Come back to the city. Find a geocache in the city where we started. Where we started, yeah, literally. <laughs> Get on a train, come back to Perth, and I almost died.
0: Yep. then you just, you disappeared. Like, we were living together at the time, and I didn't see Jet for, like, a full week. And I was like, is he dead? Like, should I knock? Is uh,
1: that- I just got pretty sick.
0: Yeah, you got really sick. I got really Very sick. i concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you should definitely, you know, I mean, the event doesn't run anymore, unfortunately. Ah, uh, SLR was um, such but, a good event. But, you know, I'm sure that once this COVID madness um, is under control... <clears throat> um they will maybe start events again and just basically if you see desmond's name attached to things give it a red hot go yeah Or um, i mean the other fact is like Asia's really easy for us to travel to it is it's much cheaper and much less of a carbon footprint maybe
1: well Asia? less than say america yes yeah, yeah yeah so flying from perth to melbourne is similar to perth to singapore
0: yeah fair so enough
1: so how many people went to mlx Mm. like in the good old times of MLX like yeah. there was 30 to 40 Everyone. Perthes there was one year where it was like we counted like 50 Perthies. whereas SLR I think tops we had about 5 or 6 people go yeah. so. and it was good events like there was Gordon Webster playing yep. that was Tatiana was
0: teaching yep. like there was it's a solid event
1: I love how I've mentioned this Lindy Hop Weekend and haven't mentioned dancing at all.
0: No, 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 no. Because that's not the point. You know, like, uh, that's the thing. Like, I, dance events kind of fall into two categories. Either you're there and like the, the dancing either by classes or the socials just blow your mind or you just have some completely unrelated good times. Um, yeah. You know.
1: I mean, SLR was amazing for dancing. I actually got so much out of those workshops. Mm. Um, especially my first year that I went. I was just, Absolutely mind blowing because they were amazing, amazing instructors. Yeah. This is when I first met Tatiana and.
0: Yeah. The year, um, I Nicola went. And one of The again. years that we when there was Nicole, um, Nina Gilkinson. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't seen her since the Huller. Um, oh, right. And, got and got to she's, catch yeah, she's, she's good, all fun. Um, she, she's, yeah. She's fun. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Michael, Michaela and Nico. Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it one day. Um, I got heaps out of their classes, and we actually teach a similar cl- a class inspired by them. So if you've ever
1: been uh-huh. to our class where we teach you a solo jazz routine, routine. and then make you partner up and do it partnered, and like, huh, guess what? gented learning Lindy Hop. Yeah, that's from Nicholas and Michaela from that SLR, yeah, yeah. from twenty fifteen SLR. Yeah.
0: Um, so what were other events where you just had like, in terms of dancing, mind blowing experiences?
1: Probably scuzz. Yeah. Scots was pretty mind blowing. What year? So 2015.
0: 2015. Well,
1: 2017 as well was pretty good. Mm. Um, but 2015, you went to that one, <clears> were you? <throat> no,
0: I only went to the one to the 2017.
1: So Swing Camp Oz was, uh, was a giant event. Like it was a week long. So they had like a weekend of workshops for solo jazz and an entire week of workshops of. Yeah, Lincoln. and they it's had full on event. People from all around the world coming to teach. Um, it was run originally by Joel and Stephen Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And so, 2015, um, they were setting up the event in Lismore, which is a small little town in the middle of nowhere. Mm. So, I fly into Brisbane, hire a van, and fill it full of Lindy Hoppers, and have a first Lindy (laughs) bus.
0: I remember, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I remember seeing pictures of it and going
0: like, oh, you crazy
1: kids. (laughs) So, we had like 10 of us all road tripping from Brisbane, picking up people in Gold Coast, and then getting to Lismore, which was awesome. Uh, We were all staying, like six of us in one hotel room type thing. It was hilarious. (laughs) And the workshops were absolutely amazing. It was there for the solo jazz weekend. Now, mm. the, the, the big thing about this year, or that year, was it was actually on the first night of the actual SCOs. Mm. So the, there was the solo jazz weekend, and then SCOs was officially mm. about to start. That night, I was in my hotel room with all six of us on my laptop, kind of just flicking through things. Mm. And I see a post... Um, and I click it open, and it's a, a blog post by a woman named Sarah Sullivan. And it's the very first blog post that's outing Stephen Mitchell. Mm. And the stuff in there that she accuses him of is uh horrible like, it's mm. an absolute, like, it's just absolutely ghastly what she was saying. And he like Stephen Mitchell was at the event. Like he yeah. was literally teaching and running <clears throat> SCOS when that came out. When that came out, yeah. And so at this point, when I got around to it, there were, were a few comments and you had both sides of the story. You had a few people coming out and saying, Yes, I've had similar experiences. Mm-hmm. And you've had a whole bunch of deniers commenting, <laughs> being like, Oh, what you're saying is just you misunderstood what was going on. Yeah. And it was your fault. Victim like, blaming. Yeah. Um, so that was a really kind of challenging time for me to try to figure out what the hell was going on because I was at the event that he yeah. was running.
0: Because you have to remember as well, like now we're in 2020 and we have the beauty of hindsight. But yeah, for yeah. that to come up at the time, yeah. it was um, it was a huge deal. Not that it's not a big deal now, but it was... Um, yeah, without the hindsight of more things coming out and yeah, more yeah. testimonies and all of that, it, it was it was quite confronting. So Stephen <clears throat> was a if you don't know
1: the name, he was one of the people that helped the revival. Yeah, who was instrumental in the revival of Lindy Hop mm-hmm. um, is a common phrase that is often thrown about him. Yep. Um, so he was very very high up. The, he was a big like, deal. Yeah, so for someone to come out and say all this about him was a massive deal. Like, I was mm. super, super brave of Sarah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, there, there is a good reason why everyone that he um, preyed on didn't come out. Yeah, because of how bad the backlash could have been. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I woke up the next morning, go to this workshop and go to these classes. Stephen apparently must have done the rounds. He came to the class that I was in. There's different levels, obviously. Mm. Stephen came into the class and said oh, some crap about, I'm sorry, to disappoint you all, and then never saw him again. Yeah. So he must have flown out that night. Like, there was a whole bunch mm. of gossip going on around the camp, trying to figure out where Stephen had gone and what mm. was going on and what the consequences will be. There were people who were staunchly like, uh, if he's around, I'm leaving.
0: Yeah. And there were people who were just, like, confused and not really sure how to take it. and. Mm. And some people who are like beginner dancers and are like, I have no idea what's going on. Who is this person? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, like there's a whole range. In that class, most people hadn't seen that post yet. Yeah. Like it wasn't until that lunchtime
1: where I was able to actually chat with people properly and let them know like, yeah, no, to have a read of this.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So yeah, that was the the reason I wanted to bring up this story uh, was because it, that was a massive turning point in Lindy Hop like safe spaces essentially absolutely that's the that
0: that was the instigating reason for all the panels all the mm. talks all the um well safe spaces as a buzz as a word in itself or as a concept in itself because i'm not for, entirely, lindy hop. for lindy hop yes yeah um yeah i'm sure it would have existed in other um aspects but yeah within yeah. The, the dance scene definitely um it's not something that i was particularly familiar with yeah um so yeah, yeah. definite big turning point so yeah all the panels
1: all the chats all the discussions came out around that time and i was like knee deep in all these different um discussions and i was on i was trying to get as much information as i could to try to work my head around it because at this point i'd only just taken over swingsing. yeah like mel and i had just started running our own dance school mm. um which uh, different story altogether but he was on our banner
0: yeah like when that That's came out right. ryan was dancing with sophie on the banner for uh, the website Stephen. sorry Stephen. yeah um, because Sophie and Stephen used to te- he was one of my first dance teachers. Um, so when yeah, Sophie, because okay. I started classes with Sophie, um, down in Fremantle, and I remember he, him teaching a few classes. Um, so yeah, uh, it
1: was, it was a, yeah. Lots of stuff happened, but a lot of good came out of it. Exactly. Like that turning point led to us having a code of conduct. It led to us and a whole bunch of schools changing the terminology to have non-gendered pronouns. Yep. Um, just the fact that, you know, you could say no to a dance. Exactly. Or that you could, you had to use words to ask someone for a dance. All these things that we take for granted now, they're just mm. rules that all the old school people tend to just not do because yeah. they haven't been...
0: Because that's not the the the... The era that they grew up in, in their dance career, yeah. Um. So we should never. It's take all it actually granted. quite new. It's only 2016. Mm. It's only four years ago that yeah. it all changed. Um. And so it, it. I guess it. It plays back to the Black Lives Matter movement in the sense of like all these discussions that are happening now, going like trying to expect any conclusion to come of it immediately um it, it's probably not going to happen but having all these discussions happen now means that more things will come up and hopefully things like you know scan the room and all these things will just become common practice
1: yeah it feels a very time. it feels very similar to that time yeah when it was around that whole
0: yeah
1: um thing so yeah apart from that <laughs> swing See, camp oz was an entire week of workshops where my mind just got an onslaught of a whole bunch of new information yeah it's a full on event like if you immerse yourself and do four hours of dance training Mm. a day plus dancing every night Mm. there's no way you're not going to pick
0: stuff up so that was definitely an event where I got a lot and lot out of yeah Um, same Uh, the year I went I did like all of the things and then because they have you know they have stuff in the morning stuff in the afternoon then there's like taster classes for lunch um, that are optional. And so I was like, everything, just going to do everything, everything, all the dancing, all the way nuts, everything, I'm just going to do everything. And then my body just went, no, you're not.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that um, year we were iCats as well. They like we were in the Lindy 1 that's class r- yeah, yeah. That class was teachers. a great experience. Um, there was a Gordon Webster classes. So we actually yeah. had classes without a Lindy instructor. It was just a musician.
0: Yeah. And so he was playing a piano musician. and yeah. um, teaching us all about music. Um, I'm actually glad you brought that up, the iCats thing, because I'd forgotten about that. And that was something that I I really, really valued. Um So, iCATs were some. Um, what was it? Some um, in-class in, Australian teachers. Yeah, so uh, teachers uh, from Australia who were asked to go into the more beginner classes um, as support. So yeah. support in whatever way that was ne- that was needed by the teacher. So you know, we're well, mainly in, just in rotation. Exactly. So as we're dancing around, the beginners got a chance to dance with someone who was probably dancing the moves that teachers were teaching a little bit clearer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I I thought it was great. Um, you know, I got schooled by Michael on like, that's not how you do a swing up. I'm like, please teach me because (laughs) (laughs) shit. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. Um, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, and yeah, my my biggest memories of scores were learning from Stephen and chancy So mm-hmm. they had a style of swing which is quite smooth. It was very Hollywood looking. Yeah, was my first exposure to that. Mm-hmm. They also taught a bit of collegiate shag. So was my first exposure to that style.
0: Is that the year that you did a Jedi? Yep. That was the, that's Fita? when the Jedi
1: class came yeah. out. So
0: yeah, that first as uh, No. Yeah, it was that first SCOS, the general class Yeah, because it wasn't the year I went, so it must have been the year you went before. Um, Yeah, a a lot of
1: the stuff that I use for classes and the way that my dancing has developed came and stemmed from those SCOS weekends. Cool. A lot of the stuff that came out of Singapore classes are like, okay, I am glad I know that's how some people lead. But it's probably not how I'm going to do it. Okay. So this is stuff like having that constant tension. Yeah. So always having a little bit of stretch. Yeah, or I guess, guess.
0: Feeling. was more, maybe, would you agree in saying that SCOZ was more American-based teaching versus SLR was more European? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Tatiana's French, right? Yeah, Tatiana's and French, Nicola's French, Michaela is Swedish slash French. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um. So that's I- not...
1: Kevin and Joe have a lot more of this whole like zero concept as well. Yeah. Don't so yeah, a very like I guess more of American style. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, I wanted to talk about Frankie One Hundred. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> Sorry. All is right. there anything else you wanted I to talk? I don't think so. Like, Swing Camp Balls was a good event. Yeah. Shame wish it doesn't it, run anymore. Wish it was still running. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was. It's, it was still run by Joel Plais, but it of issues in 2017. Yeah,
0: 2017 was also not a great year because <sighs> then half the teachers got like didn't get into the country for visa yeah. reasons, and so they had this whole schmozzle of trying to re. And you know, props to the whole team who pulled it together. Yes, they did an a, amazing job. So, good job. Um, Kara was involved in that, and I think Max. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely outstanding job, well done. Um, but I think the year after that, we you know with the Michael Stephen Michael thing, and then that they were just like, and we're done, <laughs> which is fair. Yeah, because um, it was a massive event to run in itself. But no. like Joel applies still runs online classes and stuff. Yeah, so exactly. if you want to so do
1: Joel's College of Swing Era knowledge. Exactly. That's that guy. Which Jet mentioned a few weeks ago. Um, All right. So yeah, talk about Frankie. What's well, Frankie 100, so Charlotte?
0: Frankie 100. So uh, there is a big swing dancing event that happens every year for in honor of Frankie Manning, um, which happens around the 26th of May because that's his birthday, which is World Lindy Hop Day. Um, and for the centennial. Um, so Frankie 100, which he wasn't present at, which he wasn't present at because he had uh, passed away five years earlier. Yeah, um, they did this massive event in New York, right? Um, and it was also the year that it was actually officially dubbed the you know World Lindy Hop Day. Yeah, um, they unveiled a plaque um, on where where the Savoy Ballroom used to be in uh, honor. Yeah. Like it was a big event, um, and I remember even in the lead because it was a very last minute decision. I think for me to go, I was like, I think uh, Drew was like, let's do this thing. I'm like. Tweet! <laughs> Let's do the thing! And like everyone, just for the, because it was limited spots, obviously, and the yeah. way that they did it, they did it by um, geography, like where people were in the world. So like, Aust- America, your registration time is this day and between this time and Australia, this is your time and Europe and blah, blah, blah. And places were selling out like within 10 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Like it was, and there were hundreds of tickets available. Like I think, I, I don't have the exact number, but it was like, Two and a half thousand people went to this event. Like it was a
1: huge
0: event. One of the events was in this like nightclub that had four stories um, and they had booked up the entire nightclub. Like that's where the hell's a poppin' happened. Right. Yeah. Um, It was huge. And I remember walking into this place and I'd started dancing. So this was in 2014. So I'd started dancing late 2012. Right. So I was still newbie baby dancer. So full of passion. Um, and no, like, little baby Charlotte. Little baby Charlotte. Little baby Charlotte. Um, and so like. Didn't uh, know how to swing out. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, still Apparently, <laughs> Apparently still don't. Apparently still don't. Um, no, like walking into this event and there was workshops and all this thing and walking into that one night, like it was absolutely mind boggling of there are so many people. Like this community is so much bigger than I thought it was, it would be. Um, and you know it was the who's who of everyone who was everyone was at the thing you know name an international instructor and they were there you know kevin there jethro not there <laughs> Interna- oh no, you are international. Damn. <laughs> that um, one time, we oh, him. complete tangent. But Jet and I were talking about this the other day. Of like, we're talking about ILHC and stuff like that. And I'm like, technically, we could compete as pro am because <laughs> Jet is a professional dance teacher. I am not, so we could compete in the pro am division. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so sidebar. Um, but yeah, no, Frankie 100 was. Um, it was just all-encompassing. It, there was so much... And you're in New York, you know, which yeah. is a whole big thing in itself. And on one of the other nights, on one of the first nights, um, someone had mentioned, like, oh, you need to go check out this bar called Mona, <clears throat> um, So, which was on the Lower East Side, which is just cool to say, because you hear it <laughs> in movies, but, like, you actually know what that means now. You and, to, like, did I was, you have to take the A train? I don't remember. Oh. Um, but I was staying with... So, Drew, uh, my partner at the time, and Gemma and I were staying in this apartment in Harlem, um, and we took, we went down to Mona, this tiny, like tiny, think Rodney's. If you know Rodney's, only slightly larger than Rodney's. Okay. Um, and apparently it was this place where all of the jazz musos would go to after their gigs. Oh yeah. Um, so we get there and it's dead. Like the, nothing's happening. And we're like, oh, a bit of a bust. Oh no, it's going to happen. Meanwhile, because obviously Frankie 100's happening, there's a lot of really fucking good, sorry, good musicians that are hanging around New York. They all start coming, like Gordon Webster walks in like all these people. And he just, you know, there's a piano because there is. He just starts playing. And it just turned into this amazing night. And like, ah, uh, oh, it was just such a glorious, glorious night. And it was Gemma and I's birthday. And so Gordon Webster sang us happy birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It was really cool. That's awesome. I know. So cool. So many great things. Um, but yeah, but they had a massive second line march from different neighborhoods. Oh, it was a great event and it really opened my eyes to like this is actually an international kind of scene of like you can go anywhere in the world and there will be people there yeah um, who can relate because there were there were people like they did a shout out of like all the different nationalities um and it's like every single one you could think of there was someone at least one person Antarctica probably I don't know (laughs) they did the last thing about Frankie 100 they did this project it was called the 180 project And they had this room set up In that oh. giant nightclub um, <laughs> And the idea was You go in and you do a move um, And then another couple Or person comes in and like takes your place So they take a picture, like a very short video They take your place and then they do a next video And they wanted to like edit it all Into one smooth big thing 2014, right? This is when this happened I believe it was finally published In 2018 <laughs> It took four years. Now, to be fair, this was done all by volunteers, right? So, I, you know, more credit to you. <laughs> However, I feel like four years is a really, really long time for that. And you see the result, and you're like, that, "That's it? Oh, yay!" <laughs> so
1: yeah, it's oh, a shame. Oh well. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about Frankie, Frankie 100. 100. Yeah.
1: Eh? So that's a once in a lifetime event. That it was, is. A, it really yeah. was. Um... There were like Frankie events before that. Like Frankie 95 was the other big one. Yep. Because yeah, that yeah. was, he passed away that like year. a month before the event or something.
0: Yeah. Um, um, and that, was, that event was actually one of my favorite routines to date by the Silver Shadows. Um, it's just a great, and it was an in-tribute um, yeah, to, okay. to Frankie um, for having so recently passed away. Yeah.
1: Cool. <clears throat> so we've talked about all these international amazing events that are around the world. Mm. I feel like we should do a little bit of a chat. We've got like five minutes to talk about local events. Yeah. Because yes going away to do these big events is an amazing experience but a lot of people if they just did that same thing here in perth would have a very similar experience like we have world-class
0: absolutely events here yeah
1: and people i don't understand how people will be in perth and be like yeah they'll do holler they do bits and pieces of it and they won't put much effort into it but then they'll go and spend an entire week in a different city with all of their friends still, like MLX. Yeah. They get really excited to go to MLX and go all out. And they
0: basically do the same thing that they could do here, to a certain extent.
1: Yeah. And so with my hullabaloo's, I've been very conscious of trying to do hullabaloo's, when I want to do hullabaloo, doing it properly. Yeah. As in no working from like Friday through to Tuesday. Yeah. And doing absolutely every dancey thing, wake all the time, build all the things. Yep. Submerse myself and host. Mm. Like hosting is a massive, massive... Um, Boost or encouragement or I don't know how to explain it but it motivates a, you
0: yeah, and to get out a,
1: there and meet more people and hang out and be social and do well, all these. things well first of all it
0: gets you to meet people yeah. which is a really great thing um, for the person that you're hosting it allows you to just you know be with someone who knows you know has a car potentially yeah, is yeah. able to get you to events um, is able to uh, girl fangirl with you over the international <laughs> teachers or we you know like you have yeah, a buddy yeah. you have a buddy who's going to be there with you yeah Um, so
1: I've, my very first proper exchange was Melbourne Swingfest and, uh, Daryl, that that was
0: 2012, no, 13. 13, right. Okay. Wait, wait, wait for it. I've got all the data here. So yeah, when Jet and I were trying to figure out this episode, there's, we've been to way too many (laughs) events. Um, so 2013,
1: went to Melbourne Swingfest, um, but Daryl dragged me along that he was like, I'm getting hosted. Do you want to get hosted too? He's like yes, thank you. <laughs> so Daryl took Thanks, me Dad. along to um, Tina's and can't remember his name. It's Too long ago. Someone. Yeah. Tina um, and someone. They hosted us, and it was an amazing event because we're all like they were hosting like three of us. Was we sleeping in the lounge. It was hilarious. We were all just delirious and tired. And Yay! I was the only one there. For, sorry, no. Sophie was there as well, uh, and I think Dave Hounslow was at that one as well. Okay. Randomly, so there were a few Perthys there, but I spent. Because Daryl couldn't end up going in the end. Oh. So i he wasn't actually there. He set me up with his... And then he couldn't be there. <laughs> it's like, whoops. Well done. Um, But yeah, being hosted meant that I got to meet a whole bunch of locals. Yeah. And I got to meet all of these really cool people and do all these really cool things and have a whole bunch of new experiences. And you could do that same thing here. Yeah. Like people just... Like it's great traveling. But if you're going to do that, you can also do it here.
0: Yeah. And there is something to be said. Host some people. Host some people, support your local events. Um, cause a lot of the time organizing these events is, um, it's a lot of work. Um, but it's only as successful. Like you could have the best teachers in the world and the best venues and the best bands. But if people don't come along and support it, it it's always going to fall flat, yeah. you know? Like, so the more that we support those, the, our, our homegrown events. Um, and we do like, I was looking through cause as we were researching this, just like, I had to, at one point, just go through, like, my Facebook pictures in order to, like, remember events and, like, look at dates because I was just, there were too many. And, like, the amount of amazing teachers that we've had and events and it's, yeah, I don't think Perth has given enough credit um, for what we bring to the Australian scene. (laughs) Because one of my favorite events
1: has literally been Hullabaloo 2016. I was hosting James and Freddie. Oh, yeah. That was an absolute blast. Like, I had no... I was talking with people who were complaining about that weekend. They just, like, didn't have a good time or mm. they just, like... two thousand sixteen. was uh, I can't remember. I just remember James and Freddie and I having a hilarious time. There was a dinosaur. Like, there was someone dressed in a dinosaur costume. We went to the beach for a swim in the morning. There dinosaur was... costume? That was last
0: year. <laughs> there was one last year as well. Yeah. Um. All right. 2016 and we're all
1: being chased like we're all turkeys running down the road getting chased by this guy in a inflatable dinosaur <laughs> costume
0: it was it was just a funny
1: event we got into so much mischief just because I was had the whole weekend off and just was looking after James and Freddie we did a whole yeah. bunch of adventures and
0: it is like I have to say was, I agree yeah. uh, hosting people there was the year that we hosted everyone <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we, we
0: tried to host everyone it was the year that Jet and I moved in together and like we tried to host everyone we could so we could. literally
1: had like Aurora Tom Karen Seridan Nick Nick and Susie
0: yeah so we had 10 people um, in, in our I house. I was living in my shed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I gave my room to Tom and Aurora.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had three people in the lounge room, two people in the sewing room. Um, I was being super selfish, and I was just in my room. <laughs> and we had two people in my room. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was good. such a good event. It was really good. There was mattresses everywhere. There was shit everywhere. But so it's much great, very, yeah. <laughs> no, it was um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember I actually had to work that weekend, which I was gutted. Um, so I couldn't go to all the late nights as much. Idiot. Get it off, Charlotte. Get it off. Well, I tried. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think
1: that'll have to end our thing. We went to way more events than that.
0: Oh, like, so I, I just did the quick tally. And oh, yeah. this is not including a lot of the local, local events, events and okay. also not including a lot of the events that we actually run. Yeah. Um, and not including like social and like all oh, kind yeah, of no, small ex- things. exchanges. Um, I, since 2013, um, 43 events was my tally. Jeez. And that's not all of them. <laughs> um, um, one, two,
1: three,
0: four, five, six. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to count this in
1: time. No. No, I, I don't know.
0: Equal or more. Oh no, time's up. Oh no, new uh, set. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take it back now, yo. all <laughs> One half is done.
0: Uh.
1: Okay, so we'll have to leave it there. All right, That's up time.
0: I feel like we covered um, quite a lot of events. So yes, conclusion. Um, events are great.
1: Yeah, go to Make sure that you don't.
0: You know, if you, if you're going to do an event, do it properly. And give it the time that it deserves because people spend a lot of mu- time putting it on. So, um, yeah. Cool. With that, wait, quiz question. Yeah, yeah. So the quiz question um, for this week is, um, what was the first year that hullabaloo happened? I'm saying hullabaloo in a very specific tone of voice because it's a clue. <laughs> um, yeah. With that said. So um, what what is this quiz about, Charlotte? What are you talking about? The event in
1: Perth. No, as in like okay. What? So if anyone here wants to get a free class.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah, if you want to get a free class. Context,
1: Charlotte. Sorry,
0: I just <laughs> figured segment. you people. know they know that they know the episode. They know what if what someone so hasn't listened to it before? Well, then they should have started earlier. <laughs> um, yes. So if you would like to get a free class, um, please comment or t- write us. Write to us. Of uh, what year was the very first hullabaloo. Cool.
1: All right. That's our quiz. That's our show. It is time for the outro. This yes. has been Untangling the Mess Around
0: thank you very much um Jethro do number 43 All right, the number of events I've been to apparently so we're gonna do 43 43 French horn 1 French horn 1 you have multiple French horns apparently outstanding alright here's our outro thanks for listening we would like to thank our international correspondent Cloudy um Chucky in Office Supplies. Thank you for the swivel chair. Tasha in Costuming. Jethro looks great. Um, Our Our snake handler, Russell. Um, A special thanks to Xena for being our Vision Board Creative Director. Kim, our paranormal liaison. We don't know what that means either. And... Andrew, our martial arts experts. Stuff
1: it up. No one will ever know. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. That'll do.